We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, CMOS Girlies. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the pod. I'm here with Kate, who completed her marathon, so she'll definitely give a spiel all about that. We're all very proud of you, Kate. Um, But anyways, it is a few days into daylight savings. I hope everyone is surviving. I know I feel so incredibly discombobulated. Just like at 3.34 p.m., I'm like, why am I so hungry? And then I'm like, Emma, it's because it's technically dinner time, and I've been waking up before my alarm, so the body's still getting used to it. I know that they keep on talking about maybe getting rid of daylight savings, but I feel like it's one of those things where they're just going to keep on saying that but never actually action on it. Um, mm-hmm. So we're kind of stuck with with this sad reality for the time being, but how are you, Kate? I'm doing good. Yeah. Marathon. Um, my Roman empire has happened. Um, it's funny people commented that and I'm like, no same because my whole life has been building up to this, but I had the perfect race day ever. just like the perfect Sunday ever. And I'm so happy with how everything went race related, non-race related, and just have that. Like, I love New York city kind of moment right now, but so like a few of you guys DM me to talk about the marathon on the pod. So that'll be one of the topics that I can get into for today. But back to daylight savings, um, I have been on a different time space continuum with like the marathon stuff that um, I have no idea uh, that hasn't hit me yet, but I'll have definitely some thoughts about that next week. Once I settle back in, I'll probably have some complaints about daylight savings because, yeah, I don't know why we go through that every single year. Um, truly not excited for the winter to be starting now. Yeah. yeah, me neither. Also, the holidays are coming up, which I'm kind of pumped about. I'll be going home for Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving is kind of a hit or miss for some people. I kind of enjoy it, but we just have like good family traditions. And it's like my birthday, my brother's birthday, and one of my cousins has a birthday. So it's just like always a very happy time. Um, I remember back in my vegan days, I was like obsessed with from my bowl and I tried to make a bunch of her vegan Thanksgiving dishes and they were all like honestly so awful and so inedible and granted I probably like didn't follow a recipe and probably just went completely rogue on my own but if anyone is like making some fun little Thanksgiving 
you know, meals or whatnot, any recipes that you're kind of a fan of, definitely send them through. I like to see what people are making. And I'm sure Geneva will be popping off. Um, I will not be partaking in any cooking this year just because I'm like, I just want it to be easy. I want to show up in Omaha and just like sit at a table and eat turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and call it a day. But definitely love to know what other people like to make and if you have any other fun traditions. From my bowl was a big just like throwback that you unlocked. I totally forgot because and, like, like is same... she even still around? Like she's still chefing up recipes, probably. I hope probably if you're out there, let's. I mean, she's actually interacted with a few of our memes because I feel like I posted one. It was like your mother, and she was like, "Oh my god, thank you." Um, mm-hmm. I also think about um Mad Fit Maddie Limburner, whatever, because like she was dating that guy, and then now she's like fully, I think, married to someone else. I've not watched her stuff in decades, but I'm like. Hope you got your bag when you were in the prime. Like, I hope you're doing well. So that's so funny. I will also not really be doing anything for Thanksgiving. Just like finances have been weird. My family since my dad passed. So I probably won't be going home to see family for Thanksgiving, which means I'm not going to be cooking myself some sad sack meal here. I have been going to Wegmans and just like eating up the hot bar. So that could be a Thanksgiving move. But I always forget if shit's closed on Thanksgiving. So that'll be a bridge that I cross later. Um, that's is, how there I- a, is there a Snoopy balloon in the Oh, ring? bitch. So uh, I made a TikTok about this and I totally have forgot about this because of the marathon. Oh my God. I got tagged in a video and it was of Snoopy is one of the newest like balloons that's being like pumped out for the 2023 parade. So of course I do a simple Google Google search of how to volunteer at the Thanksgiving day parade, the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. You have to like volunteer and apply and have like fucking intense balloon credentials to get like a volunteer slot because it's so coveted to walk that. But here's my idea that I told my sister when I was a little bit out of it in the taxi this morning um i'm going to recruit like a shit ton of people on my social media and say hey do you guys all want to carry the snoopy balloon together and then get a list of 200 people email it to the commission whoever the fuck runs the parade say look me and these 200 girls would love to hold snoopy balloon and walk the parade please let us all do it we are all organized we'll have matching costumes like i think that could be my bet in to hold the new fucking balloon but yeah i've never watched the thanksgiving day parade and i remember you and i started the podcast 2020 thanksgiving mm-hmm. and yeah i've just like never seen the parade so maybe that's something i do if i'm in this i city. watched it one year and honestly it's like pretty easy to like get a decent view i think it was like 2019 perhaps or yeah. 2018 when i watched and it was like the coldest thanksgiving parade day ever but it is kind of fun if you kind of go up more towards columbus circle area but i feel like you got to see snoopy with your own two eyes i know truly i i have a lot of bits that i'm gonna do in my snoopy halloween costume because like i didn't want to break my leg before the marathon so i didn't do much content in my snoopy so watch out for that if you're a snoopy lover um also shout out to meredith who's a cmos girly literally only saw her at the marathon because she was holding up a snoopy plush doll and i like looked to the crowd i was like what is the snoopy and then i panned down to her face and i was like oh my god meredith like what the fuck um so that was a cute moment at the marathon and then also someone else had a sign someone i don't know that follows me i'm assuming um if you're listening to this that had a sign that said go kate glavin go and it had a little snoopy like Mm. illustration on it um so that was super cute to see um but yeah back to thanksgiving holidays that type of shit my only next comment is for the CMOS girl is to liberate yourself of getting dressed and looking good because winter is the time when you can just rot as a hag okay you can dress ugly 
my ethos in the winter is that you just need a coat. Okay. No one is ever going to see your shirt. No one is really going to look at your pants. If you are like going from a place to a place, even if you're going out for dinner, it is so fucking dark in restaurants. No one sees what you're wearing. If you're going out to a club, like no one sees what you're wearing. I found myself just like putting so much time and energy energy into my outfit, especially like in the winter. And I'm like, oh, no one saw what I wore. So all you need is a coat makeup no one cares you're gonna be freezing like just put on some fucking moisturizer get like thicker moisturizer for the winter you're gonna have fucking dry skin you're probably not gonna be feeling good about yourself you're probably gonna be cold you're probably gonna be irritable so really lean into it just go full hag mode like i do every single winter yeah yes everyone go stock up on your brandy melville sweatpants and just live and rot in those for the season it is truly sweatpants season um now and yeah I just I hate being uncomfortable in the winter I'm like I don't want to like have to feel restricted and like sweaty and hot I'm just like let me put on just like some sweatpants oversized sweatshirt and a coat and call it a day my boyfriend I guess it refuses to wear sweatpants outside of the house and I'm like well you better get used to me wearing sweatpants outside the house because I will gladly wear whatever and look like a fucking gremlin um that's funny and I love it I love it I cherish it it's one of the few things that I enjoy about the winter is that you can get away with just yeah looking awful looking awful no one cares and if they do care they're like they have too much time because realistically if you're like going on a walk outside are you looking at people no not really unless something's wrong but I feel like that's a New York thing maybe I feel like I just kind of keep my head down into myself oh yes um but yeah we have a few things we'll talk about on the pod today uh we will catch you all after this break yeah we got a pretty workout themed episode so shout out to all the gym fitness jock girlies this will be for you i'll call emma back and then we'll get into it we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. 
It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, CMOS Rallies, getting into our fitness-related topics today. We got a few questions on how to get into lifting weights. Now, I can probably speak for myself and Kate here and say that neither of us are true experts in this area. We nah. both have like a love-hate relationship with lifting. Yeah. It's a necessary evil, though. Um, I go back and forth between it. I do feel better when I do lift, but it is boring as hell and you have to really be committed. I think the only thing that, only thing that really motivates me to lift is just, I think, reading and listening to podcast episodes on the importance of lifting, especially for women and when it comes to like aging. So that's really the only reason why I lift just because I'm like, I don't want sarcopenia when I'm 60 and having brittle bones. But if none of that stuff mattered, I would not be lifting whatsoever. No, same. I Um, feel like I got so scared about being like fucking up my bone density for the rest of my life when I did have an eating disorder. And then fast forward to like when I first started running and just having nagging injuries all the time. Like even literally if you watched any of my marathon content when I was training every single time I was like going to the gym the the second sentence would be like hate my life like I did not enjoy it but I knew that it was a necessary evil I needed to do in order to like run the marathon so yeah I definitely don't love it um but yeah we'll chat about it for you girlies yeah and of course you know you can make it as hard and gruesome as you want it to be or you can like really make it as fun as you want it to be too but I think kind of figuring out like a lifting routine or just like how to get into it if you're someone who didn't do high school sports and you're like I'm new to the gym I want to lift weights and feel strong but I don't even know where to start like that can be very intimidating and scary the gym is definitely not designed to be very welcoming and friendly to women it's a lot of like masculine bro energy um and so I know there's like some gyms that you know kind of make sure to create an environment that does feel more welcoming to women I'm sure there's like woman only gyms as well that you can explore but I think the first thing when you're trying to figure out lifting is just like what you want your goals to be because there is a difference between like lifting for strength versus like size or hypertrophy and that can kind of dictate you know the type of weights you do um and also just like how many reps you do etc so definitely take that in consideration I would assume for most people it's just like wanting to lift for strength specifically and then finding a split that works for you and and or like a program because you definitely need to be intentional with lifting in order to quote unquote see results. And of course, like results are going to show up in different ways. Like you may not ever actually see yourself as like a toned person, but like you will kind of slowly experience like, oh, the boxes that used to be heavy for me are now light or like now I can actually do like four pull-ups and I don't feel like I'm like dying versus like a few months ago where I would do two and like feel like death. Um, And there's so many different programs out there. And I think we're so lucky to be growing up in the age of the internet where, you know, you have TikTok, you have YouTube, you have probably different threads on threads or different stuff on Instagram. Um, So there's so many resources out there and, you know, you can pay for a guide or you can even just do like, even like a free session, probably with a personal trainer, just like get an idea of like a few different lifts and kind of continue from that. Or just kind of picking up as you go from watching TikTok videos. That's kind of what I did. I have 
picked up stuff from TikTok and just like what I have done previously through lifting as a swimmer. Um, And I also would recommend like find fitness experts in the space that have a very similar body type to you, especially with lifting. Just because I know it can be easy to go down like a rabbit hole in terms of, you know, glorifying or really like looking up to certain fitness influencers who maybe just like have different genetics than you like I know for me when I was younger I would like see all these like super tall lengthy like models doing like Pilates on YouTube and I'd be like oh if I just like lift my leg up like that I'll like also look like that and it's like I'm a year five five and have a much different body and build so like that is never going to be achievable for you um and I think like that'll just kind of help you and find someone who's like relatable to you for sure and just will make the results that you're looking for be a little bit more realistic um and then kind of like actually like going about lifting right like I think there's a few things that you should definitely be prioritizing and that's definitely focusing on form lifting yes is a great exercise but you can easily injure yourself if you're not paying attention to like how your neck is positioned or how your feet are placed and there's a lot of great TikTok videos kind of showing you like the proper form versus like the improper form And with lifting, it can be a little bit hard because like, especially back muscles, like you're not really seeing how your back is, you know, partaking in the movement. So like you might be actually working your biceps more than your lats, but like over time, as you continue to do more and more of these lifts, you'll slowly be able to build that form just because it'll get easier over time. Um, And that really is why you should be starting with lighter weights, just because if you're doing heavier weights, you're going to end up utilizing other parts of your body that you're maybe not intentionally trying to target with a particular exercise, such as like a lap pull down, for example. So start light and, you know, gradually increase, you know, week over week. And like, that's kind of how you really start to build strength and size in your muscle. And then also be patient. Like if you're very new to lifting, it's going to likely take you a while to really increase. And I know that they always say like the, the newbie gains is like such a thing. So basically like people who really start off with lifting, like start to like really see the results much quicker than like people who've been lifting for like multiple years in a row, but definitely be patient with with yourself. Um, And I think it's like a really good exercise versus cardio where you have to be very, very focused on like the mind body connection. And that's something that I do kind of appreciate about it just because that makes me, you know, be a little bit more in the moment versus like when I'm swimming, I can just really zone out and just like swim laps for days. And then also just learning how to train to failure. Failure. This is something that I don't ever really do. And that's probably why I probably look the same as I did five months ago when I was lifting also. Um, But there's definitely a difference between, you know, like lifting and it being, you know, painful and like feeling like you're kind of like at the end, but going to failure is like a very, very different feeling. And you'll definitely know it once you do it. But you know, you don't also have to train to failure. I think just like even just like lifting weights three times a week. And if you're not like going super crazy is better than nothing for sure. Um, And then just definitely make sure you're factoring rest days. I think people totally make the mistake of lifting every single day and think like that is like the way to go. But like your body really does recover and repair itself when it rests just because you are breaking down these muscle fibers. And in order for those muscle fibers to, you know, heal themselves and then therefore get bigger and stronger is through resting um so definitely take you know at least one day um in between each body part that you do so if you do upper body one day don't do it the following day focus on lower body and then you can do like back the following day and maybe a full day of rest and then kind of repeat that cycle um but yeah it's fun at times but also not fun at times And, you know, just kind of go out there and figure it out. A lot of people don't really know what they're doing when they're lifting weights. And so 
you're definitely not going to be the only one. And it's totally fine, like asking for help or asking people to, you know, spot you if you're doing a squat or if you're bench pressing. Yeah, I think all good points by Emma. And you don't have to like have a goal. Also, I want to say with lifting, like if you just want to move to feel good, I think that is valid. Now, it can be hard to like go to the gym when there is there are so many like machines and weights and stuff. If you're just kind of like going into vibe, like I've definitely been in that camp before. So I do think like having a plan is good, but it's not like you need to have like a weight loss goal or like I want to be able to do this strength thing. Um, Like I read this book during my marathon series called Built to Move by this couple, Juliet and Kelly Starrett. And they are all about mobility. So they give like 10 different things that are their kind of like habits that people should start doing just to be more like capable of living your life. Examples being like putting your suitcase in an overhead bin at the airport, grabbing something off of a shelf, like movements that you do throughout the day. If you find yourself like with limited range of motion, I think that that's a really good cause to like get into lifting too, to like make those things easier. So just some food for thought, because I feel like for me, I have body dysmorphia too. And so like, I can't really tell if I'm like gaining muscle, whatever, like it's all a feeling thing. I guess if I go up and wait for stuff, I can tell, but yeah, just don't, don't have the pressure. Not all of us have to be bodybuilder jacked Queens. I love the CMOS girlies that are, but not everyone has to be one too. So yeah, that's the first section. Then I'll give my marathon recap. So if you don't know, um, Kate on the podcast is the runner. Emma on the podcast is the swimmer. Um, I don't swim. Emma can run. I cannot swim well, so I will never be doing yeah, a triathlon. Give or take. Um, but no, I can literally, I all the photos of me as a kid jumping in the water are like with my fingers over my nose, <laughs> like doing a cannonball. So no triathlons in the cards for me. But um, yes, I just ran the New York City Marathon. I had been training for it for 16 weeks. It was my first marathon. I signed up for the Big Sur Marathon, which would have been my first marathon, but resulting or from an injury, I had to pull out of the race, which was very devastating. And I thought that was going to be like the hardest thing that I faced in the year, like recovering from this injury, not having like, you know, all these eyes on me and pulling out of the marathon, like just brand sponsors and stuff. I just felt so like small and just defeated by that. And I can't believe that I like crossed that finish line and just the person that I am now, like it was such an emotional ride for me. And just like, I think my whole year honestly led up to that moment because I just decided that like, I wanted to really invest in myself and I wanted to invest in that feeling that I was going to have at the finish line and just feeling so accomplished and not for like any specific time or pace. Like I went out there and I had no goal time. My goal before I started the race was to get to the start line healthy. My goal once I got to the start line was to run like myself and push myself and run strong. Like that was all. I was just like, keep going, like run to your mom. Cause I, I saw my family three times on the race. And one of the times I saw them was mile 25. And like, I was eating shit, just like hated my life for the last six miles. So when I was at like mile 20, I was like five more miles. Then you see mom, you give her a hug and you just like curse. And then you finish. Like it was really good to have those mile markers, but that's all to say like, New York City is a major marathon. There's six major world marathons. If you don't know, there's three in the in um, the United States, and then there's three globally. So they kind of go along in the fall um, and they are kind of stacked. So there's Berlin, London and Tokyo. And then in the United States, it's Chicago, Boston, and New York. Some of them you have to qualify for, like Boston is a really famous one where you have to get certain time to qualify. There's like 10% of the bids where you can do like a charity fundraiser for it. So Boston is a very like 
accomplishing race for runners that like are looking for that like pace type thing um it's something to work for i guess whatever but major marathons are just a lot more all of the security all of the protocols new york city has 50,000 people running it and so logistically to like do the race you have to get on a ferry and then get on the bus and go to the start line and like new york city fucking comes out to cheer which was so crazy like you guys know i'm a very introverted person so to have like that much cheering was like such a wild drastic change from like doing most of my training run solo and it was like so beautiful like i said in the intro like i love new york city i think you get into moments when it's like if you live here where it's like it's cold there's rats there's trash everywhere like it's expensive as fuck my apartment is tiny like none of my appliances are like working properly but then yesterday just seeing the humanity and seeing people and like seeing runners of all ages abilities disciplines and like goals was just so beautiful different body types and also there's like a huge chunk of runners that are runners with disabilities and they run with a guide and I'm looking to get trained to become a guide with this organization called Achilles International so you can run with a hearing impaired visually impaired runner um and so you would train with them sometimes honestly like they get assigned the day of because there's not that many people that want to be the guides and there's a lot of disabled runners that want to run marathons so like it was super cool to run and then see like guides and like especially seeing them at the aid stations on the marathon like coordinating how they were going to pick up water with a blind runner was like so crazy to see and then as you can imagine like the course in new york city there's potholes there's gatorade like thrown on the ground so that was a beautiful part of the marathon um, it was a very hilly course and I've heard like, you know, like you research the course a little bit. I didn't like look it up that much, but there's a shit ton of Hills. There's like fucking four bridges you have to go over. You start on an incline. Um, so that was a tough course. It's really hard to like get a very fast time. Like there's much easier courses around the country that you could do if you want to run fast, if you're like in the running space. Um, and it was hilly. Like I was doing good up till my night mile 19 or so. And once I hit fifth Avenue, which was like a gradual incline for like the last miles of the race, I was like, this sucks. My quads hurt, but I'm really proud of my training block that I did. Um, I hired a run coach this time around. If you want to work with my run coach, she's like fully on social media. Her name's uh, Mary. Her Instagram is it's a marathon. If you want to DM me, I can totally send you her info, but yeah, I like paid into getting a running coach because I'm like, look, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I got injured last time. Like running is a sport. I love to be the person that's like running is democratic and whatever. And it totally is. But when it comes to marathon training, like I just got fatigued with like Googling, like how to train for a marathon. And then you get like 50 different fucking training plans. So so shout out to my coach, Mary, shout out to my PT, Mike, for like getting me there. As Emma talked about the importance of strength training, like that played a huge role in my body's ability to make it, especially because I was coming into this marathon, like training off of an injury. I was so fucking nervous that I was going to get to that start line and something was going to be nagging. And I've had this weird tendonitis on my foot the past two weeks. And I was like, fuck, like even Saturday morning, I was walking around with my family and I was like, my foot hurts so bad and I have to run the marathon tomorrow. This is going to suck. And yeah, I mean, I've talked about this before, like when I was in the injury, like what we say to ourselves matters so much. And especially when it comes to pain management and like when it got to race day, I think I just showed up and my body was like, no, you're here and you're going to do it. Like you've put so many hours into this training. Like this is the reward, like the race is the reward, as they say. Um, and the other thing too, that I think I took away from the race will be my last point is like, I'm hungry for more. Like I feel, I wrote this in my Instagram, like I'm just at the beginning of my running journey. There's a lot of things that I took very seriously and very disciplined about like training for this marathon in terms of like sleep, recovery, nutrition, my mental focus, like miles I'm running, like all of that stuff. But a lot of it, like 
I could improve upon and like run a lot better, get a lot stronger. Like I am just at the beginning of this. Um, I'm really hungry to run another marathon, which sounds fucked up. Like as soon as I walked off the course, which if you don't know, I'm going to make a TikTok about like all the things you need to know about the New York City Marathon, because after you finish the race, you have to walk for two miles out of the like finish line area. And I was so fucking sick of that. And then by the time I got to my family, I was just so hungry that I saw an ice cream truck and I like literally yelled out to this guy. I was like, do you take Apple Pay? And he's like, yeah, why? And I just walked over and I was like, rainbow rainbow sprinkle cone. And he was like, all right. And then these people saw me eating it and they were like, wait, that's so sick. Like, congrats. Can I take your photo? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then there's like a photo on my Instagram that an actual photographer with Hoka took, which was funny. But yeah, I mean, like the race is the reward, but it was just really exciting to see myself like perform for once. I think I'd gotten to a place with college volleyball where like I felt like I was at my worst physical shape when I quit the sport. And I was like, damn, okay, I guess I've like fucked up and I can never like be an athlete again. And I just think I proved it to my mom and not like proved it to anyone else but myself. But to see my mom there and to see me like really tap into my potential was like a really powerful moment for me as she's been like a mentor and like a volleyball coach and obviously my mother as well um to see her watch me do that was like beautiful and my last point is that my watch didn't work the whole fucking race my run coach texted me when I crossed the finish line she was like amazing splits like they were perfect and I was like Mary I had no idea what the fuck was going on I had no idea how fast I was going the whole time my watch kept reading like six minutes 16 minutes and so as you can imagine when like 50,000 people plus all the spectators are trying to use their phones and their watches at the same time like the GPS and the service doesn't really work. So, um I was kind of in the in the in the in the blind. I was blind on the race, I suppose, in the dark, I guess was what I, what I was going to say. So, it just makes me more excited and encouraged to like train and get better at the sport of running because if I had like all these variables, I was zigzagging too, like I stopped to hug Emma, I stopped to hug a shit ton of people. So like if I actually race a race, I'm like super excited to see what my body can do. And so, yeah, I think if you're a runner and you're like, I could never run a marathon, you totally can. And I think you should because it's a gift to yourself. It's rewarding. It's disciplined. It's really fucking cool. And I think you should do it because, yeah, you you totally can. It was so much fun being a spectator. I've actually never have watched the New York City Marathon because I've never have had like a reason to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched it in Brooklyn and it was just like so inspiring. Like Kate said, seeing such a diverse range of people running it. And really like it's one of those moments where you're like, wow, I could actually see myself doing this. Like seeing all these other people and like Kate said, like seeing all the people with like different disabilities of all ages, like just going out there having fun and just like, you know finally getting to experience the day that they've all been training for is just like such a motivating feeling. And I just think if you're ever in New York and you're there kind of around the time of the marathon, like definitely go and watch it. If you're someone who like wants to run, I feel like that should totally be a marathon that's on your bucket list. Um, And who knows, maybe I'll do a marathon at some point. I feel like that could be like a fun um, bucket list thing, but yeah, it was so fun seeing Kate run and just like everyone. And Kate looked very, very strong when she was running and just like so happy. And I know that's just like a moment that you've been training and working towards for such a long time. And I'm just like so happy that you were able to finally experience it and that it went so well, just because I know so many things have been going against you recently. So to finally have like a moment where it was like fully yours and, you know, the world was with you and on your side. Um, Yeah, it was just like so special to see. And I'm pumped for whatever marathon it is that you do next. Yeah, who knows? I mean, this is the start. Next up, you're going to see me with that Snoopy fucking balloon, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy things ahead. Um, But yeah, it was fun. And I encourage everyone to watch a marathon if there's one around you, train for one, et cetera, like Emma said. 
Absolutely. Um, okay. Getting into our last two topics. One is about why you should maybe focus on protein in the morning. This has definitely get, been getting a lot of attention recently and just like protein in general. Um, but why you should maybe consider eating a higher protein breakfast is largely just because it will keep you fuller longer and will help curb your appetite. Um, I really had no idea about like macronutrients and like what I should be prioritizing for like different meals throughout the day, especially when I was like vegan. And then I feel like just recently, especially once I started introducing animal proteins into my diet, that's like really when I started to take a much closer look and like, you know, the composition of meals and like what I should be prioritizing for breakfast versus dinner, et cetera. Um, but like protein does activate the hunger signals in your body to basically make you feel full and not to really have any cravings. And so if you think about it, like when you want to start your day, you want to like ensure that you're setting yourself up for success and like not having a bunch of peaks and valleys in terms of like blood sugar and insulin and cravings and whatnot. And like protein does a really good job at balancing blood sugar because again, like carbohydrates are what you know come to play when it comes to like insulin and blood balance and so you're just going to like have a much lower blood sugar for hours versus eating like a very high carb breakfast and I'm not trying to say like carbs are bad but if you're eating like a muffin like you're only going to feel full for maybe like 45 minutes and then you'll have like a crazy crash and then it'll probably be like I don't know 10 30 11 that's just like a weird time not necessarily like a weird time but maybe not like the most ideal time to like have to figure out how to have a snack if you're in the midst of work um and I would just say, like, overall, just, like, make sure you're eating, like, something and anything for breakfast. Skipping breakfast can often lead to, like, a lot of cravings, irritability, stress, the body out, which can definitely be detrimental for women um, and for female hormones. And can also just potentially lead to overeating later in the day because you're just kind of trying to overcompensate for the lack of fuel that you got earlier on in the day. Um, And kind of, like, a good range of how much protein you should be having for breakfast. And this really is, like, for any meal is around 20 to 30 grams. The daily recommended value for protein is like pretty low, truthfully. And I think what you most people should be going for is about like one gram per uh, body weight, per gram body weight. So, you know, if you're like 130 pounds, like trying to get somewhere around that range. Um, obviously, it'll be much easier to hit this if you eat animal-based sources. But of course, if you are vegan, you know, you can do tofu scrambles, you can do um, you know, a plant protein powder with oatmeal or to make a smoothie. I love having Greek yogurt. I just like the taste of it and I never get sick of it. I like to add protein powder to, to, to it sometimes just to make it more full filling. Eggs are also great. Turkey bacon, you name it, but yeah, definitely experiment with adding more protein into your breakfast. I think you honestly will feel such a difference. And it's like nice knowing that like, oh yeah, I can just like eat breakfast. And then like, I know I won't have to worry about like having a snack or getting hungry until lunch just because like that can be um, a little distracting for me at times with work. Yeah, I feel that. And I think like when I was vegan and this is nothing against vegans because I still feel like this, even though I eat animal protein now, the curse of adding protein powder to everything. And I've seen TikToks about this too, that I feel like because everyone on the internet is like, you need protein. Like whether it's a fitness person or someone that's talking about like being satiated, like you don't need to add a scoop of protein powder to everything because I was in that state and then I always was like, why do I have like my stomach hurts or why do I feel like I'm not digesting things well? And our bodies are not like supposed to produce like consume that much like 
protein powder like throughout the day. So try to balance it out between eating protein powder and like real sources as well. Um, There's definitely phases where I feel like I am reliant on protein powder, like when I'm traveling maybe, or just like, I guess if I'm more lazy with like my eating or something, or I'm like too lazy to cook stuff. But yeah, that's just another note because I feel like I see that shit all over the internet and then I get paranoid about protein and like, you're going to live as long as you eat enough and you feel like you're full and like fueled throughout the day. Um, you should be fine. So don't feel like you have to go into like macro hell world to like try to fucking track your protein either. Like we don't need that in the world. We don't need any more of the crazy dieting stuff in our heads. Um, and then the last kind of topic to round out the episode is going to be pre-workout snacks. Um, so primarily for me, I guess like the past 16 weeks I've been distance running. And so I've been trying to like you know, practice with what I'm fueling and like being intentional with that. So then when I show up to race day that like my stomach was able to digest it, I knew when I was going to like feel full from it, et cetera. So that's some, this is something if like you're on your pre-workout snack journey, we shall say, or pre-workout meal, um, you're going to have to play around with it. How much works, like how early you have to eat it before you go work out. That is a big one for me that I've noticed. Like I need at least 30 minutes to digest stuff because I cannot, like I will throw up when I'm running or like shit my pants or something like that. Thank God that did not happen on race day. That was like a big worry of mine. Um, I was like so worried about just hearing horror stories of that on the race. But back to uh, pre-workout snacks. The primary source of fuel you're going to want to look to when you are working out um, is eating something with carbs before a workout. The quick carbs are going to be able to be absorbed into your body quick. Um, as we know, or I guess maybe not know, but when your body is working out and like distance running or any form of like cardio, zone two cardio, when you reach a, reach a certain point with your muscles, your body starts to tap into what are called your glycogen stores. You've probably heard the word glycogen. And that's just basically your body's going for these quick carbs, these quick sugars to get you through whatever workout you're doing. So that's like when you're running a marathon, you'll see people eat these weird gels and goos because your body is running out of that. And once it runs out of using your glycogen stores, it's going to convert over and start using muscle. And that gets to a bad point because you don't want to like start tapping into your muscle. So carbs are going to be your best friend. And I think you don't really have to overcomplicate it, but I'll give you some like ideas and kind of like rationale why I guess with these things. So one that is super easy, that's like underrated. And I see like the keto gym bros do it. And like, I don't think it's disordered. I think it's like chill because like I think it's fine, but it's eating honey with sea salt. I feel like Emma and I have talked about this before, but it's just a quick way to get that in. The salt is really good for electrolytes and just making sure you're not going to like pass out. So if you're a CMOS girlies, that's like, Kate, Emma, I can't eat before I work out. Like eat some spoonfuls of honey, a dash of salt on top, like please tell me you were eating that before you work out. Like you should not be working out on an empty stomach. The next one that I try to do sometimes is um, like a medjool date stuffed with like nuts or nuts butter, nut butter or chocolate or something like that. I feel like that keeps it super easy, is pretty quick to digest as well. Um, oatmeal is a good one. I think some people have issues with oats in terms of like digestion. Like you feel like you're going to shit your pants if you eat oats. So once again, play around with that. Um, you also can make like those little like bliss balls. Like I feel like that's such a meme at this point in the world of food, but like some oats with like, you know, honey or like maple syrup and like peanut butter, like rolled up and you like fucking overnight freeze them or something. I think that could be a good one, but you also can just do granola bars. And honestly, when I got to like the end of my marathon training and I was just like, so like done with like just eating the same fucking thing for breakfast, I started just eating like cookies and like candy 
And like, maybe that's not the healthiest, but I was like, I am so beat at this point in the marathon. Like I made chocolate chip cookies last night. I'm going to eat that with a coffee before my run and like, whatever. Um, so totally take it from me to just be like an, I don't give a fuck warrior and do that. Um, you know, it's kind of fun to do baked goods, like banana bread and stuff like that. And then eat that before your workout or eat that after your workout. I don't really care. And then the last part, um, is caffeine. So we don't tend to think of caffeine as like a supplement really. Cause I feel like it's just so normal in our world to like drink caffeine, like coffee and tea and everything to just stimulate ourselves. But caffeine is one of the most studied supplements out there that actually boosts performance. And so it is a good idea to do it before a workout. Now, I think it's easy for me when I'm like a morning workout gal. So like if I was going to the gym at 7 PM, would I want caffeine? I don't know, but I think with caffeine, like watch out for the amount of caffeine you're consuming. Like I will consume a cup of coffee, you know, but those energy drinks out there, like they can consume, they can have like 200 milligrams of caffeine. And I feel like we know that about like Celsius and stuff, but even some of the like products that I feel like use like greenwashing in their packaging to like be like a little bit of like a, no, we're more natural than Celsius. Like they look like they're more like better for you because they're not like, don't look like Red Bull. I feel like I see shit like that at Whole Foods. That's kind of what I'm like thinking about as I muster out that thought. But just be aware of caffeine because you don't want to have too much. That can be like really scary because caffeine does elevate your heart rate. And so if you take too much caffeine before working out, like it can be very dangerous for your health. But like I did say, it can help boost performance. I also would like kind of be sus around pre-workout. Some pre-workouts, there's this thing called beta alanine, which is in a lot of them. It can make you start to itch. And so like, there's just some weird things with pre-workout. Once again, none of these things are regulated by the government or the FDA. So like sports supplements can be sketchy. We have a full episode about all of this. And then the last one, I know some runner friends that really can't digest like coffee or tea in the morning before a run because they'll shit their pants. Once again, I feel like I've said that five times. So they actually make caffeine pills if you want to take that. Um, different dosages, like in terms of how much caffeine you can get, but I've never experimented with that, but maybe that's a good idea for people. I have no idea. Um, yeah. Emma, do you have any carb or like pre-workout lore um, that you want to share? Yeah, I have a few. These are all good recommendations and yeah, definitely eat something before you work out. You'll get so much out of your workouts. And I definitely have learned that a lot recently, just with like how much I've been swimming that like if I don't eat enough the night before or in the morning, like that definitely has a huge impact on my workout. And like, I just get really dizzy and then it's just like, damn, that was a wasted workout. Um, So you get a lot of learnings when you do have moments like that. For me, and I think a lot of people too, if you don't have a lot of time in the morning or if you like want to maximize the amount of sleep that you can get, I just make like overnight oats truthfully. And like, that's like pretty quick and easy because then it's like ready there in the morning for me to eat. Um, I have Wild Way, which is a greenless granola brand they also have oatmeal I've just been having that and I make it um right before bed when I'm also preparing like my lunch and breakfast for the following day and if I do have a little bit more time just like a simple piece of toast with almond butter or peanut butter is really great even like a good peanut butter and jelly if you're going to be doing like a long run I think like that's like a nice pretty substantial snack if not like mini meal And yeah, like granola bars are also great. I do like the Aloha protein bars, but I just find like granola bars can be fairly expensive for what they are. So you can easily make them. Um, But yeah, I feel like pre-workout snacks and post-workout snacks are just like a fun way to experiment and like try different brands and try like cookie creations that you maybe like wouldn't typically try. Um, You know, bananas with peanut butter and a little bit of Celtic sea salt is also pretty solid. 
Um, so yeah, really whatever floats your boat, but I would say I'm definitely an oats girly. I eat my two Brazil nuts also just to get some fats in there. And then coffee, I just drink, I just drink black coffee, but definitely just make sure you're like hydrating as well. If you're going to be drinking caffeine, because you know, you're going so long with, without water when you're sleeping. And then if you're waking up, just having coffee and then going on a run, you're going to be so dehydrated and, you know, you're likely just going to really feel that in many different ways as it manifests itself itself. So, you know, chug some water first, then get your coffee in. Yeah. All those things or electrolytes too. Like, I don't know if like people like this, but I'm, I'm filming this branded video for a company that makes like electrolytes. One of their products is like a salt thing. And so I've been adding it to my coffee because like coffee obviously dehydrates you. So I'm just doing the girl math, the CMOS girlies girl math, where I feel like it adds up um, if I add that to my coffee. So let us know if you have any fun little pre-workout snacks or caffeine hacks or any sort of things that should be on our radar. Um, but yeah, that's the app. I feel like it was very like jock, um, adjacent in this episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yes. I hope you all enjoyed it. I'm very tired, so I can't wait to go to bed, but we'll catch you all on the meme page. We'll catch you on Geneva. If there's any topic that you want us to touch on in future episodes, definitely send us a DM. We're always there to chat and yeah, I hope you all have a good rest of your Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you on the meme page. And thanks for listening. Bye, CMOS girlies. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.